Night Football fans, welcome back to the 4th and a Mile podcast. I'm joined by Brady Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. So, really weird weekend in the NFL. We're having games on, what is it, three different days? Thursday. Did they, was there a Thursday game this weekend? There was not. Okay, so it's just Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So, very uh, Wednesday, Sunday. Yeah. I mean, you count Wednesday, I guess, too. Games on every single day of the week this year. So, because there's going to be games on Saturday as well. Um, And like you said, a couple episodes ago, there's going to be a Friday game for, I think it's Christmas Eve or Christmas Day Mm -hmm. that um, there's going to be some games. So, uh, definitely an interesting week. I I think uh, three of us come about 10 years older after almost uh, losing to the Jaguars, the one in 10 Jaguars, (laughs) might add. Um, In overtime, just a a horrible game. Uh, But Let's not talk about the Vikings. Uh, on today's episode, we're talking Pro Bowl. So we are, we're going to do some Pro Bowl votes. We're going to get our consensus um, offensive Pro Bowlers, and we're going to talk even about offensive alignment. It's going to be very short. Uh, we talked about early uh, before we recorded. Uh, we don't really know who's all doing really good for offensive alignment. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what guys' takes are. Um, then we're going to do our normal Week 14 preview, um, our waiver wires, our starts of the week, um, and then our one's got to go. So uh, let's start with our one thing notable, Bradley, let's start with you. What's, what's your one thing notable going into this? Yeah. My one thing notable for this week, uh, breaking news this morning, it's titled Philly special question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, I have three questions regarding what's going on in Philadelphia right now. Um, Jalen hurts has been named the starting quarterback for next week. First question is, is this the correct move? Like is Philly making the right move by moving on from Carson Wentz? Uh, second question is, what now with Carson Wentz? We all know how big his contract is. Like you can't cut him. That's a lot of dead cap that they're they're gonna waste. And uh, the third question is regard to their head coach. Uh, is he on the hot seat or should he be gone already? Well, I'll start. Um, so first, uh, Jalen Hurts should not be starting. If you think he's gonna be your guy in the future, you don't throw him out there against New Orleans. That's I mean they're one of the best defenses in football. So uh, I don't think you should play him. Um, as far as Carson Wentz, I think he's still going to be on the ro- uh, He for sure is still going to be on the roster. They're not going to cut him. Um, and I think he's going to have a chance to compete for uh, the starting job next year. Uh, I think they're just seeing what they get out of Jalen Hurts. Uh, one team that is, is very interesting for a quarterback next year, talking about drafting or getting a different quarterback, is the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think Phillip Rivers returns back there. Uh, there's two names that I've heard of. Uh, Matthew Stafford, or obviously they can draft one. Um, but I think you can throw Carson Wentz into that ca- category too. Uh, Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for uh, Philadelphia. So they have a connection there. Um, I could see that being a possibility. And as far as Doug Peterson, I totally think he's on the hot seat. They- they've underperformed. I know it's been injury riddled, but they're definitely underperforming. It's just kind of wild how much of a league it's like, what have you done for me lately? Because, you know, Doug Peterson delivers a Super Bowl to Philadelphia and, you know, just a few years later, he's on the hot seat. It's kind of interesting how um, your reputation in a market can be changing so quickly. But as far as Jalen Hurts goes, I agree, Brady. I don't think it's a great idea unless you think it's going to be, you know, okay, week one, 21, he's going to be a starting quarterback. This is what we're doing from here on out. Just going from, you know, switching back and forth, kind of like what Chicago is doing, I just don't think is the right move for the any franchise it's just not healthy jeremy what do yeah. you think yeah i mean we're obviously looking at it from a long-term perspective and it's you know easy for us to say like hey they shouldn't be sitting carson wentz like he's the guy you paid all the money to you're messing with his confidence you're messing with the team but like 
we just talked about Peterson being on the hot seat. He's trying, he's trying to win. For sure. So, I mean, he's, it's tough because I, I kind of, you know, have the same, you know, types of thoughts and opinions that you guys do from the Carson Wentz situation. Cause you know, you know, maybe his, the, the, the reports are that possibly even the drafting of Hertz messed with his confidence from the beginning. And that's kind of given him the yips and all this stuff, which, I mean, I probably don't totally put it past them. We've had this conversation before on the podcast that I think sometimes we forget that these guys are humans. I mean, imagine if you're at your job, whatever you're, where you're working and somebody hires, you know, somebody the next in line, you know, you're kind of like, well, crap. So, I mean, it messes with people in different ways. And I mean, I think the thing that a lot of people have to recognize is like, I think because of the season Carson Wentz had a few years ago, everyone kind of just put him in this elite category. And I just don't know if he is, I think he's good, but I think he's one of those, those quarterbacks. And it's, I mean, there's the, the elite category is what three names long, four names long. Right. You know, so he's good. If everything around him is solid and built substantial, like that offensive line is horrible, horrible. He was getting hit. I mean, you watch Packer game. He's getting hit constantly every play. And now yes, Jalen hurts did some okay things, but the game was kind of lost at that point. Like, so I don't know. It's tough to say if it's the right move or not, but again, Peterson's playing for his job right now. So, I mean, he's trying to win games. To your point on the Jalen Hurts thing, it wasn't like, I mean, every team drafts a quarterback in the fifth, sixth round. They drafted him in the second Second round (laughs) after paying him that much money. It's just like, Philly, what are you doing? Like, I wouldn't like, so Green Bay is a little bit different because they know they've proved that it works. Like they prove you sit a guy for four years, it works. Billy, I mean, you just pay this guy, and he's really – I mean, Carson Wentz is under 30, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah he, I mean, he's young, so it's not like you're the light at the end of the tunnel for Carson Wentz. So that's where it's a little concerning why they drafted him. But, Bradley, what do you think? He's yeah, 27. So, so my opinion on the whole situation is, like, whether or not you think Wentz is the guy or Hurts is the guy, I think going into next year, no matter what in Philadelphia, something has to change, whether or not it's they move on from Doug Peterson – or they move on from Carson Wentz. Cause we all know what the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again and expecting different results. Obviously it's not working. So I really like your point of uh, Carson Wentz moving on to Indianapolis. It seems like a really good fit. If Philadelphia says, Hey, we need to ride with Carson Wentz. Then you get rid of Peterson you go find a young, brilliant offensive quarterback guru mind that says, Hey, we're going to make this offense. What Carson Wentz wants his offense to be. And like Carson Wentz is talented guys. Like let's, let's not, let's not question his talent. All of a sudden he's making bad decisions right now. He's not very accurate, but like he was picked number two overall for a reason. So I, I think one of those two things has, has to give. And his, uh, good, his good season was like MVP like, like if he right, absolutely year, now he would have that, been MVP. Yeah. Brady, you can, totally. you can take it out, uh, over, but just to that point before about he's not getting cut. He like hits the cap at fifty nine million, I believe, if he's not on the roster. Yeah, so, yeah. he will <laughs> so not. It's insane. So not he's an not option. Yeah, the only thing I was just going to say was his offensive line is horrible. I mean, he's getting sacked like every single play. So it's I mean, it, it's really bad. So I'm not going to say it's all Carson Wentz's fault. I mean, they're definitely banged up, but they've they've definitely underperformed. Uh, let's move on to Jeremy. What's your one thing notable? Uh, mine was just you know the. NFC East is over here popping their collar this weekend. You know, we give Heck them all yeah, this creep are. over here. We do our, we change up our ones got to go. And, you know, they must have been listening to the podcast. And they said, hey guys, we really got to turn this ship around, huh? 
Two's got to really, go to the playoffs. That's <laughs> that's really the only logical explanation is that they listened to fourth and a mile and they said, yep. all right, we got to we got to pick it up. I no could, could not agree more. You know, it's not the fact that they're getting paid millions of dollars. It's <laughs> Jeremy Brady, Bradley, and Josh say that they need to prick it up. So yep. let's, let's so so on the show we have a, a kind of a, a reputation of going after coaches. Patricia Case, let's tip our cap uh, to Joe Judge. He has yes. got the New York Giants playing hard. Like they're not the most talented team. I think we can all sit here and agree with that. But they have bought into his system and they are playing hard for him. And it's without actually, the starting it's, quarterback. I, they I, had I Cole McCoy and Wayne Gallman in their guys, back. Guys, <laughs> oh, Saquon a... Barkley's been done for the season. Yeah, it it's crazy. Yeah, totally. Joe Judge. I mean, even Riverboat Ron, Rivera. Ron, yeah. Rivera Rivera he, he for sure deserves some credit. Josh, what is your one thing notable? Jeremy, I really like that one. <clears throat> yeah, my one thing notable was just how you feel that betting wise you could have like a relatively good case like oh i could just do the money line on the steelers that's going to be a lock but there's a there's a reason why the phrase any given sunday is a thing where a four and seven team i believe that's what the washington's record was at the time beats the undefeated steelers at the time they were 11 and 0 and just anything can happen so i kind of jumping on what jeremy said that was um my one thing notable just any given sunday anything can happen for me, uh, I thought that I thought Pittsburgh needed to lose. I thought they were just holding on by a thread there. I think yeah. they needed to lose to refocus. Well, and let's let's look at their schedule. I mean, they've gotten criticized for not playing the toughest schedule. Maybe this will light a fire up their butt. I mean, I trust their coach. Uh, I'm going to lean on their coaching staff to to get it right. But uh, yeah, definitely a wake up call in Pittsburgh because they still have to play Cleveland, right? One more yep. time. Mm-hmm. I think I think they still have to play Cleveland one more time, which I believe I mean, so. very well could be. I don't remember for sure if they have to play Kansas City or not. Um, I'll pull up the schedule quick. I, I don't necessarily remember what their last four games are, but they got some important games because they might not be a lock for the AFC North right now. So oh. uh, All right, I'll so go on to my one. Here. You have it up? Okay. Yeah, so they have the Bills on the, on the 13th, the Bengals on the 21st, the Colts on the 27th, and then they finish up the year at the Browns on the uh, January 3rd. So three that could of those very four well games be for the really AFC tough. North. Yeah, three of those four games are really tough. Yeah, um, that'll be good. For the rest of the season, it could be a very interesting week 17 for them. Uh, my one thing notable, um, and it, it kind of goes off like a notion that at the beginning of the year, everybody just thinks the NFC is so tough. So, like, when, when you look at the schedule, it's like, oh, my gosh, the NFC is loaded here and there. You got Atlanta, who is fighting for a playoff spot. Minnesota's fighting for a playoff spot. Seattle's always good. Ta- Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay. My one thing notable is I think the AFC is better than the NFC. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. I, totally. The AFC is loaded. I, I was going to bring that up this week, and I'm glad you did, Brady, because I was just looking at, you know, the playoff picture, and I was going to – I forgot I was going to say this as my one thing notable, but it's, is the AFC deeper than the NFC is what I want sure. to talk about. Cause it I kept looking is. at the, the playoff picture and it's just like, Holy crap. The Colts are fighting for a spot at eight and four. <laughs> yes. So let me, let me go through this. So I think the top two teams are heading into this are kind week of, they're eight and four. Sorry. Yeah. So I think the top two teams are kind of a wash for like each conference. So the chiefs and the Steelers saints Packers, I think they're both really good. You can make an argument for either side of those. Then you look at the three and the four seats. So Bill, the Bills and Titans, or the Rams and the NFC East. Bills and Titans every single day of the week of that, right? Yep. So then you I look think, at. I think I think Tennessee's a little overrated, but uh, yes, I would take that. Ooh, at Brian next time. Uh, so then then you have the the five, six, and seven seeds: the Browns, Dolphins, and Colts, or the Seahawks, Bucks, Vikings. I I think that's AFC all day because 
you don't even have – we're not even talking about Baltimore. What are you going to say, Bradley? I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I mean, the Browns are good. I think the Browns are good. I don't know how well the Dolphins – are going to play later on in the Tua. season. I, I, I question Tua just a little bit. I think he's still young. I don't see them like competing. For so anything. then you even take them out. You have Baltimore. Baltimore's really good too. The Raiders are seven and five on the outside. The Raiders. I, I think the AFC is better than the NFC. That's it, fine. I mean, it's definitely, it's okay. Coming into the season, we all thought NFC was loaded. AFC was kind of little brother. Um, it's not the case, but I, I do think the NFC has a lot of talent. For sure, I, I it's going to be a tough race, but then like looking at it, six and six right now is in the playoffs, whereas which I love. Let's just get that yeah. straight. Yep, gotta <laughs> love that. <laughs> let's keep it going, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's let's get into it. We kind of went a little bit long on that, but uh, we got a little fun uh segment here, so we're not doing any uh review of what happened in week 13. If you made your playoffs, because usually week 14 is the start of the playoffs, congratulations. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, we're not going to preview or review what week 13 was. We're going to go into some Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl vote voting is open. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the offensive side. So both for AFC and NFC, um, we're going to go through offensive linemen. We're going to go through wide receivers, running backs, fullbacks, and quarterbacks. So basically um, the offensive positions, uh, both for the NFC and the AFC. Let's go through the um, offensive linemen really quick. Like I said, off the top. It's not great. We're not going to spend too much time because it's not like, oh, we have any rhyme or remedy on why why we're choosing these guys. So uh, let's just let's go right into it. Let's do some offensive tackles uh, for the NFC. Jeremy, let's start with you because I know who you're going to nominate right away, and I think we all agree with you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to nominate uh, Dave Bakhtiari. Um, yeah, I'll put him on the board. I I, I think we all have him. Yep. I think he holds every single play, but he gets away with it, and he's really good at pass blocking. So, as a I, Vikings fan, it makes me mad because I like the player. But if he was wearing any other color than green and gold, he'd probably be one of my favorite offensive linemen. Yeah, he, he's really good. So, what's the other guy that we're we're going to nominate here? I'm going to put a name out in the hat. You guys can disagree with me all you want. I'm putting Brian O'Neill in this conversation because I think he is the most underrated right tackle in football. I think he is extremely good, uh, and I I think he deserves to be in the Pro Bowl this year. Absolutely not. Okay. I think I, <laughs> I don't would, think I, I don't would, think he's there yet. I would really? give the nod to either either Trent Williams or Ryan Ramchek. Hmm. Okay. You think Armstead's got a? Is he not there at, at that level anymore? He's good. So I think he's banged I, up, isn't he? I'm just looking at the the NFL.com, looking at the alphabetical order, and he is at the top. So I'm just, I just wanted to see. Teron Armstead is hurt, guys. We're not voting him to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Tough. I know, I know, we don't do our research on offensive line, but he ain't gonna make the cut, boys. All righty, you go ahead and take over that. Hey, Ramcheck. <laughs> All right, Ramchek, Brian O'Neill. That's tough. We're Minnesota podcasts. We didn't vote him in. He's one of he's our best offensive linemen. Uh, anyways, let's move on to guards. We're not going to go on really quick for this. Uh, you want to do AFC I, tackles? Okay, we can do AFC tackles. I'm going to nominate this guy because shout out to Bradley for absolutely just push that car. He pushed boy. the car. Push that car. Beckton <laughs> is deserving of being in the Pro Bowl. He is the one shining light in the New York Jets organization he is incredible he is the best rookie tackle in football I was uh, i'm good with, with i'm i'm good with Beckton as well totally 
who's the other guy? Does anybody have a nomination for that? I was going to say Wills. I mean, his pass blocking efficiency has been very solid. Um, I don't think we can put two rookies in there, so I'm definitely open to throwing somebody else in there. I looked at the other side, and I said Jack Conklin. He's been a huge addition to Cleveland let's just, for them. Let's just say the offensive line in Cleveland is no joke. Yeah, for sure. All five of them are worthy of being in the Pro Bowl. I'm good with going with Conk. Gosh. Jeremy, Josh, any of the other guys? That you uh, good with up? me. I agree with Bradley. I don't think we can put both uh, rookies in there. Okay, let's move to guards. We're not like I said. We're going to move fast on these ones. Who? Anybody have any nominations for guards for Pro Bowl? Are we doing AFC or NFC first? NFC first. You guys are probably going. I mean, do I think he's going to get a Pro Bowl? Not probably not. But should he be talked about? Elton Jenkins is a stud. <laughs> that dude is unreal. And like I obviously we talked about Bakhtiari already, so you guys aren't going to give any love to any more Packers, but. I'm just going to show him a little love. He, he, he could put be on this list for tackle guard or center. Cause he plays all five positions. Yeah. I tried to love for Brian O'Neill. We ain't giving Elgin Jenkins. I'm sorry. There, there's you a got, better. You got your love Elgin Jenkins. Now I'm going to nominate Zach Martin. He's hurt. Like he it. plays. He no, plays he, forward. he got hurt. He's been for multiple. He got hurt in the Vikings game. He played over 10 games. Okay. They're not, um, they're not having a pro bowl this year. It's all just, nominations okay, okay. Yeah, they're playing so Madden. yeah okay. seriously so zach martin elgin jenkins i have two nominations i have brandon sheriff for the washington football team and then ali marpet for uh Ooh. tampa bay the only reason he sticks out to me is because when he missed the game I, I think it was a monday night game people are like oh my gosh their offensive lines in trouble and then you just see like all these grades that he had the previous years that i mean this guy's really good so that's why i put him on the list but yeah I'm also going to throw on Andres Pete. Yeah. I, I think Marpit is, is kind of a lock for us. It should be at least, but I'm down with that. So we have Sheriff, Brandon Sheriff, or uh, who was Zach Martin or Andres Pete? I'm good with or you. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told, I, I was, I, I, said I don't, I don't yeah, that's, yep. Josh, choose one of those guys. <sighs> We'll go Zach Martin. All right. We're moving on to the AFC. Like I said, we were trying to go fast. We didn't go fast on that one. Guards <laughs> for uh, the AFC. The obvious one's Quentin Nelson. Yep. He's in, right? Yep. yep. Joel Batonio. Yep. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Good. We're stunt. moving on. All right. We're done. Uh, centers. You only need one for this one. NFC. Alex Kappa. I don't even know who he plays for. I'm sorry. Tam- Tampa Bay. <laughs> okay. I he's have kind Frank Ragdown. He's kind of the rough and tumble guy. If you guys, if you watch, what's his name? Uh, Alex Kappa. Oh, I thought Jensen was their center, or is he their left guard now? I they switched. Okay, okay. I'm fine with him. Uh, I put Jason Kelsey because it's like you look at names and it's just like he's only been the he's been the only guy available for Philly. So I I I think he's gonna be in the Pro Bowl because fan favorite and stuff. But let's yeah. let's go with the best player. I'm fine with that too. Yeah, go with Beckers. Okay, we're going with whoever Becker said. <laughs> Alex a- AFC, I have David Andrews for New England. Yep. I have Ryan Kelly. I have Ryan Kelly. Josh, would Ryan Kelly or David Andrews, or do you have someone else? Ryan Kelly. All right, we're done with awesome, that. Awesome, guys. That was- <laughs> Offensive alignment, show him some love. Let's, 
Let's move Love on it. to uh, As the our NFL. listeners can tell, we do a ton of deep dive. Tons. We do. <laughs> yes. Here so, is NFC. the specialties. Okay, so NFC quarterbacks. I, there's two of them that I don't think we need to talk about. Aaron Rodgers is in the Pro Bowl, right? Yep. Yes. yes. Russell Wilson's in the Pro Bowl, right? Yes. Yes. Who is your last quarterback nomination? Mine is Kyler Murray. That is mine as well. I also had Kyler. Sweet. We don't have to. Maybe we're not going to talk a lot about the special teams players. <laughs> uh, let's move on to AFC quarterbacks. I think the first one is for sure Patrick Mahomes. Yep. yep. Then it can get interesting. So I have Josh Allen. I also do. I. I have him as well. And who is He's your number third? Three. I have Deshaun I, Watson. I have Deshaun as well. I have Big Ben. Really? I, Big uh, Ben. His wife. Let's. His wide receivers can't catch a pass. Let's just Deontay Johnson has the worst catch rate in the NFL right now. It's bad. But he it's really bad. The ball so I know. Bradley, who did you add? I, I have Deshaun. Okay. Their run game. Okay. This is their run game like, is horrendous. I always think you, you always think about the Steelers. They play defense. They play, they run the ball, black and blue type football. Their running game is horrible. I think they're like 30th or 29th in the league. It's terrible. It's bad. Yep. It's really bad. Um, so let's move on to running backs. I think for um, the NFC, the first two are obvious. Delvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Yep. Mm-hmm. The last one gets really interesting. I'm going to nominate Ronald Jones. and I know Jeremy's going to nominate Aaron Jones. <laughs> I was going to nominate Aaron Jones just because it's really close, I feel like, for three. And... Their, their numbers are, like, similar. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're very similar. Why not Kenyon Drake? KD and AZ? Lefty? Let's go! <laughs> I didn't even have Kenny and Drake. No I didn't want to get ridiculed. Support. He has more rushing yards than Aaron Jones and one more rushing touchdown. I know his passing numbers are brutal compared to Aaron Jones, but I'm just saying, like, he should be in the conversation. He's had they, a I'm, fine I season. honestly don't remember off the top of my head. Did they miss the same amount of games, or did Aaron Jones miss one more than he did? Aaron Jones has missed one more. I, I, that wasn't uh, to like put your. No, it's fine. Down, uh, my vote is Ronald Jones. I was gonna say Kenyon Drake is for sure. If if you nominated him, because Josh Hurst. No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up Ronald Jones. Okay, I think I think the AFC could get a little bit interesting here. Derrick Henry's obviously in. Um, does anybody want to nominate any other running backs? I think Nick we're gonna. Have, yep, I had him. Jeremy, who's your other one? I had Nick Chubb as well, but my third one was James Robinson. Yep, I that's mine as well. Perfect. You guys, do you guys, under, do you guys understand that James or uh, Nick Chubb is fifth in rushing and only played eight games this year? It's insane. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. Hey, he's such a he's a workhorse. MVP. MVP. <laughs> we should have just said stop. every offensive line category. We should have just said a Cleveland Brown, which I think we basically did. We, yes, we did. Uh, fullbacks, NFC style. I am already nominating CJ Ham. Oh, this, there's no question. He is there's so no underrated. Question. I know Uzcheck's probably going to get the votes. He's probably going to be that guy. But CJ Ham does so much for our offense. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Becker, you got CJ anything? Lot, that... I had I had Uzcheck. That's tough. I figured I, he'd get the votes. But... Uzcheck is a really good fullback too, and that's it's just unfortunate. I think he, did, he had a receiving touchdown this weekend too, didn't he? Uzcheck did. I think he, he did. Have. Yes, he did. So fullback for the AFC side. Does anybody have any nominations? Ooh. I had, <laughs> I had uh, Janovich or Janovich. Yep. Andy Janovich. Yep. Yep. Cleveland's fullback. Jeez, Cleveland's getting them all. Baby. I know. Yep. 
So if Cleveland doesn't right win the there. Super Bowl, like it's honestly a bust because they have every position as a pro bowler. <laughs> Except the quarterback. Ooh. I thought we voted for Baker. <laughs> hey, Baker does not have my vote. Wide receiver. That, hey, that slide though and the touchdown celebration. Sweet. That, that was sweet. so smooth. I love that. That was phenomenal. Do you, Josh, do you think you can slide better than him? Yes. Yes. No. I know. I, I don't his, think so. There's a couple super embarrassing moments from my college baseball career of me sliding. Like I was leading off second base, tried to pick me off <laughs> in second. Slid feet, slid feet first. It's not optimal. It hurt myself <laughs> a couple summers ago, sliding head, head first into home plate. I could do it. I know I can. I got redemption. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so wide receivers for the NFC side. Um, this is so hard. Devontae, there's so many oh my good gosh. wide receivers on the NFC side. Devontae Adams is in. Yep. DK, DK Metcalf is in. Yep. I had uh, Hopkins and Justin Jefferson. Those are the exact That's exactly what I had, had too. <laughs> That's not who I had. Okay, let's hear it, Bradley. I had Terry McLaurin. Yes, I thank you. Thank you for putting him in there. And Justin Jefferson. Really? I Terry think McLaurin Hopkins. Over Hopkins? Yeah. I did. I did. What? I know. I know. 14 Terry more receptions. Uh, roughly like almost 50 more yards and two more touchdowns. How many targets? I mean, I mean, you can, you can continue to look at the stats, but I mean, look at who's throwing each person the ball. I'm not. I'm. I was and just the supporting cast. No, totally. I, that's why I'm throwing Terry McLaurin's name in there because he deserves to be in the conversation, no doubt, for sure. Let's. Uh, I'm, fi- let's... I'm fine giving it to Hopkins. Okay, the wide receivers for the AFC side, I think, are going to be a little bit more interesting. Surprising for sure. Tyreek Hill's in, right? Yep. Yep. Diggs is in. Yep. Yes. Now I think this is where it gets interesting. My next vote was Keenan Allen. That's yep. who I had as well. Yep. I had Keenan. Now, this, I don't. I don't want to nominate somebody. I, somebody I would else. Like, I'd like to nominate. All okay. right. <clears throat> Deontay Johnson. No. We just talked about him being the worst draft percentage. No, no chance. My vote was AJ Brown. He missed some games and has been an absolute stud. He's Brown? the second best receiver on his team. AJ oh. Brown. And you what? you discredited mine. AJ, Jeremy, I, hey, help me out. Brady, just, okay. I, you said AJ Brown. I heard AJ Green and I almost let you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, Becker, go ahead. I don't, I don't totally disagree with AJ Brown, but if he was still playing, I think my vote would be Will Fuller. Yeah. Yes. Fuller right. was, yeah, absolutely. Fuller was definitely that for me before he got hurt he for sure was but we're not voting into the pro bowl so it's between aj brown and deontay johnson aj brown over deontay johnson uh aj yeah. brown <laughs> yeah, uh stuff i don't think we need to talk about the afc tight ends correct nope kelsey and Wait. waller are you serious those two <laughs> yes <Wow>. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> can i get I, the nfc started right away yes i i would like to nominate george kittle Yes, I was going to nominate him too. Honestly, got to. I got to. literally played to. half the games, and his stats are just as good as every one of them. And my second <laughs> one was TJ Hawkinson. Oh yeah, Same for I me, had Hawkinson. Yep. Tonyan was your other one, wasn't he? I actually didn't write him down. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's okay. Okay, I actually did put down uh, Tonyan and Hawkinson. Hey, give me if I'm being real, because I I don't know who Tonyan is. It's Tonyan. Tonyan. It is Tonyan. We pronounce how- him on the show. It's Funyun Tunyun. Funyun Tunyun. <laughs> I love how he like he let that go for like over a year. He just didn't want to correct people. 
Well, it's because the first year he was there was irrelevant. Like nobody's calling his name, so it's like it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, he did have one long touchdown catch against the Seahawks. Wow. <laughs> okay. Cool, Becker. <laughs> On that note, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to do some week 14 preview. Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. We're going to get right into our week 14 preview. We're going to start with Jeremy for our starts of the week. How'd you do in week 13? And what do you got for week 14? So after my near 4 for 4 and, uh, week 12 i believe it was i dropped to a one for four and my three of averages baby <laughs> my three misses were not even close so jared goff was feeling pretty good quarterback six on the week solid start raheem uh must sit uh, <laughs> Ooh, okay he had 4.2.5 ppr points sterling shepherd had 4.7.5 ppr points and Eric Ebron just missed the cut at tight end 13. So I guess I shouldn't say my Ouch. misses were way off, but you know, you don't get in the end zone and you don't, you don't get a hit. So, all right. Starts of the week this week. I have Tom Brady. Uh, That's a horrible take. take. I had a feeling you guys were going to say that. Um, he's had some big, like really big boon games. He's had a couple duds, but they're coming off the bye. Um, you know, the Vikings are playing, playing for a lot right now. So I think it'll probably end up being a relatively high scoring back to back game. Um, and out of the bye, I think Tom Brady scores a couple of tutties. And Vikings um, win 34 to 31. Sure. That's fine. Okay. Well, me too. Hey, Go we, ahead. We, we can agree on that. Here. Yep. Here. All right. Uh, my running back, you guys can tell me it's probably going to have to be pretty high, but I have Aaron Jones this week against Detroit. Uh, he finished. He finished uh, pretty well this past week, but a lot had to do with his 70-yard run. Um, has had somewhat of a downer last couple weeks. Um, just hasn't really gotten in the end zone, and obviously he had been at a historic rate. Uh, but I think he kind of has a big week against a, a team that he ripped up uh, at the beginning of the season. You guys Mine, are RB water bust. Eight. I said top eight. Top I kinda, 12. Okay. What? Oh, my God. Did you see David Montgomery absolutely torched them last week? They're horrible. Becker's like, yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> We're generous. Everybody but Josh Jacobs. Cool. <laughs> Wasn't he like 15? He was RB 15. Brady, yeah. that's not a win. That's a win. <laughs> no. Get out of here. All right. Here my, wide, my wide receiver, I would assume you guys were probably set, probably wide receiver one again. Um, but he's Keenan. It's Keenan Allen. I, the reason I picked him, he had their whole team. Forgot they played last week, but I mean, I guess that's what happens when your head coach says that they're pro- they're out of the playoff hunt, not playing for much. So you go out and you throw out a forty-five nothing stinker. Um, but I think he has a big bounce back week against the Falcons. Um, who I will say this: their defense. I know Bradley gave a shout out to them last week. Has played better as of late. Um, they're playing hard for uh, their interim coach, but I think Keenan Allen kind of balls. Then my tight end is Mike Gazeki. I think him and Tua have kind of hooked up a little bit. And uh, I, I think Fant put up uh, like five catches, 57 yards or something like that against the Chiefs. Um, you know, so that's kind of what you're looking for with the tight end. So I'll take that with Kaziki. I like Nicely it, done. Bradley. Nicely what do you done. got? Uh, last week I went two for four. Uh, 
Tua Tagovailoa was QB 18 with 16 points, did not get the job done. Although I would say QB 16 is pretty good for Tua. <laughs> are we are we good on that one? Or is that a hit oh, or no? Bradley, <laughs> is that out? Wink, wink, not bad. What do you guys? I don't know, Bradley. I don't. 16 for Tua so far this year. I would heck no. Uh, I, okay. I think well, he's got to be a QB one to be a start of the league. I, I would agree. I would agree. That's why I said he was a miss. Unless you're but, digging uh, really hard. Uh, my, big... what? my running back was uh, James Robinson, uh, RB5. Allen Robinson was my receiver. He was wide receiver 38. And uh, you guys will have to help me on this one. Let me know if I got this one right. Uh, Darren Waller was my tight end. Was that a hit <laughs> or no? I think uh, it was a half. We'll Grand give you a slam. Grand hey, slam. Brady, did you not play against Bradley and Darren Waller in two leagues? Twice. <laughs> Twice. You <He> almost lost <gasps> all of my noon guys. Oh, no. All Brady, right. I hate so, to do, hold on, Bradley, before you jump in. Brady, I hate to do this for it to you, but I missed the playoffs in the same league. But in the win or go home scenario against Bradley in the sleeper league, how'd it go? Horrible. Oh, it was horrible. Not good. Bradley showed up. I, uh, <laughs> go on. Oh, uh, my start of the week this it. week uh, at quarterback is Ryan Tannehill against Jacksonville. My running back is Ezekiel Elliott against Cincinnati. My wide receiver is AJ Brown against Jacksonville. I'll be doubling up on Tannehill and AJ Brown. And my tight end is Mark Andrews against Cleveland. Wow. What a what and, a great and contingency. Um, I'll let you guys go through, but if Mark Andrews is still not playing due to uh, COVID, which I'm pretty sure he will be, uh, I have a guy. But go ahead. Yeah, you don't get to do backups right now. Yeah, uh, so my <laughs> my week thirteen start of the weeks. Um, I was two for four as well. Um, Derek Carr versus New York Jets. He was a QB one baby. Let's go! I told you to hold on to him. Um, I like it. Jonathan Brady, Taylor versus you, you had your opportunity to talk about rugs there and you didn't take it. Well, he wow. is the wide receiver. And no, you, you can't he's, wide I mean, receiver the, two. He's wide receiver two. Okay. The Jets were point shaving. Jets were point shaving. They were literally like, uh oh, we're about to lose They're Trevor Lawrence. Let's just send engaged eight. Does, Wait, does anyone see the hey. score of the Jacksonville? Hey, and then they lose. covered it up. How do you feel about Greg Williams losing the job the next day? I love it. I love it. They, that's what they said. They said, We'll give you five hundred thousand dollars for the rest of the season. Thanks for keeping that loss for us. Just get out of here. <laughs> okay, moving on. My running back start of the week was Jonathan Taylor. He is currently the RB three. That was huge, and then it just it fell off. It went bad. Brandon Cooks. Uh, he was not top twenty four. He was not a wide receiver too. I do want to say I'm glad he did not have a concussion because if he did, it would have been very scary. He's had so many of them. So yeah, right. uh, really glad that he was able to come back into the game. Um, and then Trey Burton had 1.6 fantasy points, 1.6. That's not good. Um, that, that doesn't get the job done unless you're playing a two tight end league, which I don't know if people even play that, which <laughs> he probably wasn't even a top 24 tight end. So, no. uh, let's move on to my, uh, week 14 starts of the week. Um, I'm going with Kyler Murray versus the New York giants. Kyler's kind of struggled a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. they're in a must win game against the New York giants. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to go with start of the week. I don't know if you guys are going to give me QB one or does he need to be better than that? He needs to be better than that. Top <laughs> nine. I was going to say six. Oh, Bradley. You drafted <laughs> Kyler. We're in week 14. It don't matter where you drafted him anymore. Jeremy, that's, what do you think? That's fair. 
I can't. Jeremy I'll knows split top the, six. I'll split the difference. I'll go eight. Seven point five. No. <laughs> eight. Okay, eight's good for me. Uh, running back start of the week. I got David Montgomery against Houston. Uh, he we went to the about, well one too many times. Yep. Nope, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. JT killed Houston. I think David Montgomery. He's had two really good weeks back to back. He played another really bad defense. I think which he's means a he's week. due for a bad one can't i'm in the play i need him in my playoffs but anyways uh wide receiver start of the week amari cooper versus cincinnati um geez what are we giving me for amari cooper top 24 no he has to be a wide receiver one <laughs> uh, no, I'll, give you, I'll give you top 15 that's not even that much difference <laughs> that's three spots <laughs> Say, I love how Bradley phrased that. I was like, I'll give you, I'll <laughs> give you a huge that. discount here. I was going to say top 20, but I don't think it's that big of a difference to say wide receiver two or better. You're telling me. Okay, go ahead. Bradley, it doesn't go. matter where he was drafted anymore. You're in week 14. It's how about 18? How about 18? You guys tell me. 18 is fine. All right. My tight end start of the week is Trey Burton. I don't even know why I'm going back to the well, but I'm going back there. I love it. Trey Burton, start of the week. Josh, what do you it. got? All right. So last week I had Kirk. Uh, he was quarterback 10. I'd say that's a hit. Um, it is. So, all right. So this is the one that we're going to have a little bit of argument with. So Nick Chubb at Tennessee was RB10. Is that a hit or is that not a hit? I thought that we said top A for him. Oh, you did say top eight. It's I do remember that. <laughs> it's a RB10 miss. Ten is a miss. It's a miss. Yep, it is. Thanks for that coming. That is so tough. What, okay. a, what an argument we had. Wow, that was great. <laughs> I was hoping, Becker, that you'd back me up, or Bradley's a huge Chubb guy. I know I'm I wanted to positive. Back me up. <laughs> Nick Chubb. Uh, so wide receiver, we have uh, Devontae Parker. He did not play well at all. Tight end, we had... Evan Ingram at Seattle. He also did not show up. So starts of the week here, we have Lamar Jackson at Cleveland. We have Melvin Gordon at Carolina. We have Justin Jefferson at Tampa Bay. And we have Hunter Henry versus Atlanta. So I know we're <laughs> back to the well for uh, Jefferson for a couple times here, but hopefully he can. Why you keep going him. back on those players, man? You got to. Mixing them. Got to. No Dang way. It. How no many way. times have you taken Jefferson? I feel like a lot. A lot. Not as many times as he's taken uh, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> seriously. I'm not going to lie, Bradley. I thought about it this week. Goodness, just going to do it. Uh, uh, just so we're all just so we're all on the same page, giving Brady a wide receiver 20 for Amari Cooper, uh, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis was wide receiver 19, and he was tied with LaVisca Chenault uh, How many for points? wide receiver 19. 14. Look who's throwing him the ball. Look at, look I, at I, Murray just, I think. Bradley, I think we should make it on a point point system, but that's okay. No, it's definitely on rankings. Yeah, because 17 points for Chubb is definitely a win if we're going by points. It's not, though. Okay. Uh, let's, move on. let's move on to some waivers. <laughs> Does anybody want to nominate a waiver or somebody that you can't miss in waivers right now? Yeah, um, yeah, I do. I, I, I do, and I. this has been my guy for a couple of years now, and that's uh, Sir T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he's 
under you were 50 off for, of him. Let's not he was say a he, was your he was a good he was a guru for Bradley for a long time. Let's let's just say I had some bad intel about the pup list. Um, that got me off. <laughs> he finally got off the pup. <laughs> And, and now he's he's woken up, and uh, he's playing well, back-to-back really good games, and hopefully it continues because we've seen what Philip Rivers does when he locks down the uh, receivers. I know I've talked about that with Michael Pittman. Uh, maybe uh, T.Y. Hilton's his guy. Josh, who do you got to nominate? In a two-quarterback league, Jalen Hurts is going to be obviously widely available, so I would pick up him. Jalen Hurts better be available in two-quarterback leagues. That's what I'm it's saying. A dynasty league. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Jeremy, you have any waivers that you'd like? Um, first off bonus start of the week, defense edition, because it is playoffs. If you got defense in your league, um, probably available Carolina Panthers, they play Denver. Um, so that's my bonus start of the week as defense. And, uh, that could also be your, uh, waiver wire pickup. Could be, could also be a waiver wire pickup. <laughs> Wasn't Appreciate that, that Josh's one week? <laughs> it was. It was. Starter's defense. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, my other uh, waiver wire claim would be McKissick if he was dropped after his kind of dud on Thanksgiving. It's very yep. good. I like it. Uh, one that I'm going to nominate because he's available in a, a decent amount of leagues still, Cam Akers. I don't know. Like I'm sure you guys probably thought he was already owned, but Cam Akers needs to be owned in your league because he is the top dog running back now um, for the Rams. Um, and then I'm just going to name another one. Josh named him last week, and I totally said the wrong wide receiver for Houston. Uh, it's definitely Kiki QT. Um, Isaiah Coulter is not the guy there, I guess. <laughs> Kiki went off, and so did one of their practice squad guys. So <laughs> Coulter was nowhere to be found. Anybody else have any other ones? I, I, I had Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick was an honorable mention for me. I think T.Y. Hilton needs to be on our roster just yep. with his, his, his track record. Him. Um, T.Y. Hilton should be at the top of your list. Jeremy, did I steal yours? Uh, no, you did not. If you have a really bad tight end option or something you need to stream, Logan Thomas is still out there. He's oh been my the start of the week half the season, and apparently I didn't <laughs> want to start him the week he actually balled. Um, so that sucks. But, yeah, Logan Thomas. <laughs> Another one for me was just Rashard Higgins. And then if you're in a deep Good league, um, Colin Johnson for Jacksonville. He's been playing well. Last he has been. He's huge too. Just a that big catch he had receiver. along the sideline was, was, was really nice. Impressive. Yep, it was nice. Um, but yeah, let's let's go into our one's got to go. Um, so a couple weeks back we did our, I guess, quarterback version of the the future rookies because um, we talked about how talented the quarterback class was going to be for the 2021 draft. The wide receiver class is stacked again this year. Um, so the ones what if that the we Packers have, will take one. <laughs> Okay. Too soon. Too soon. Um, but anyways, I, what I believe is the top four receivers in this class, which one's got to go. So you got Jamar chase who did play for LSU. He opted out, uh, Devonta Smith, uh, wide receiver, Alabama, Jalen Waddle. He got hurt. He's from Alabama. And then Rashad Bateman, who was from the Minnesota Gophers who opted out as well. Jeremy, let's start with you. Which one's got to go. You guys probably won't agree with me, but I'm going to say Bateman. I, I don't necessarily disagree with you just from the product that he had this year, but Josh, who who is yours to, that's got to go? I'm actually agreeing with Becker. I really love Rashad Bateman as a prospect. Just those other guys, they just – it's they have so much raw talent and so much raw athleticism. I know Bateman does as well, but just at a different level, I think they're going to be more locked and loaded first-round picks. Bradley, you uh, I'm going to get rid of Jalen Waddle. I think Devonta Smith might be the first receiver taken. 
uh, in the draft this year. Not that's pretty bold. That's I feel the, like Jamar Chase has been pretty locked and loaded. Right, he's and bold, I, but he's helping himself. And yeah, absolutely. Those other guys he, are. He looks a lot like Kelvin Ridley did in college right now. He's his routes are really silky smooth. I only Brad, Bradley's ears are going to perk up when he, my, Calvin Ridley's name gets brought up. My ears, I'm a big. I was going to say that's more Brady. Guys. I what did I say, Bradley? Yeah, it's tough. One hundred percent, meant Brady. So the guy that's got to go for me is uh, Jalen Waddle, just because I just don't know of his, the, uh, how bad the injury was. I I don't know too much of it. it I see a lot of mocks that he's still going to be uh, picked above Rashad Bateman. One thing to note about Rashad Bateman is, for some reason this year PJ Fleck had him playing in the slot. Tried to play him like Tyler Johnson, and that's not who he is. He, I mean, he's a he's a on the line receiver who's a deep threat, and it, it didn't seem like they were doing that with him this year. Um, so I think if a team uh, puts him on the outside, puts him on on the line of scrimmage, um, and has him as a deep threat, I think he can be more valuable that way. Um, and Bradley made a great point about Devonta Smith. The only thing that concerns me, which is nitpicking, is that he's only 180 pounds right now. I think he needs to get a little bit bigger, um, but he's an absolute stud and he's a touchdown machine. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with I agree with what you said about Bateman. I don't think they used him the right way. I think I think they were kind of torn on what to do after losing Tyler Johnson, just because their offense was so good with both of them on the outside. For sure. Yeah, I think Bateman has one of the best NFL bodies for a receiver in this class. Like it gets overlooked. I mean, he's got NFL size. Not to say that smaller receivers can't be successful. I just think that he's a stereotypical uh, wide receiver body. Also, we haven't seen Jamar Chase for almost a year now, so that's probably why he's uh, getting a little boring for us. But he's he's a stud. Let's just let's just call it how it is. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up this edition of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see you next time.